right, brethren, if you will, let's turn to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. If we had to hang a picture up of where this took place and the people that were there for every message we've done since we started in John 9 verse 1, we'd be looking at the same people. We'd be looking at the same area the whole time. The whole time. The same group. How many chances they get the gospel preached to them? What a precious birthright that was despised. Same people from John chapter 9. That was there. The disciples were with them. Those that stood around. There's probably some more that walked in. So what are they talking about? And there's probably several that walked away. So ah, it's preaching stuff. I got something important to do. I got some oxes I bought that I've never seen. I got some land. Oceanfront property in Arizona I bought. Go check it out. It's laughable, isn't it? It ain't no different in our day, is it? Well, we're going to finish it up, Lord willing, tonight. I'm going to go through this first part a little quick. What, caught, what I've experienced was at the end that stood out to me, but I want to make a few comments. We'll begin in verse 31. Our Lord spoke to these Pharisees again. And in John 10, verse 31, Then the Jews took up stones again, to stone him. The Lord's going to give them some holy, pure, upright, perfect sarcasm. I love it. I love it. He can do it in, in holiness. I can't. You have to be right to be sarcastic. You have to <laughs> That's like a prerequisite for me saying, I told you so, was I had to tell you accurately before. People say, I hate it when you tell me that. Why don't you start listening? You ever, that ever occurred to you? Our Lord asked him here. Verse 32. Many good works have I showed you from my Father. For which of those works do you stone me? Everything I've done has been perfect. Which one of my perfect works for my perfect people that I love before time do you want to throw rocks at me for? And the Jews answered him saying, For a good work we stone thee not. You liar. <laughs> You're lying through your teeth. Back in John 9, they said, Oh, he's a sinner. He did this on the Sabbath. Let's find him. They're stoning again. They're trying to throw rocks at him again. They're mad at him. They said, We don't do this for a good work for thee, but for blasphemy. And because thou, being a man, makest thyself God. Nothing's changed. You know, you ever met anybody that just says, I hate Jesus? At the grocery store? Everybody says, oh, they love Jesus, don't they? Everybody loves Jesus. Or at least they like Him some, or they ain't got nothing against Him. Those that just like Jesus, they are at war. They are enmity. They are war against the Lord Jesus Christ. They don't mind Jesus. They don't like the Lord Jesus Christ, who's God, who rules and reigns everything on the face of the earth. They disagree with him, and that's called being at war with him. Well, I don't like who's in office. Well, I don't like the police radaring people up and down my road. I don't like the police don't come radaring people up and down my road. You don't like God, who rules all things. 
Kevin, that's hard. No, I'm, thus saith the Lord. <laughs> he's, the, he's the initiator of all things. This is beautiful too. Verse 34, And Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law? I said. I got that underlined and highlighted in my Bible. I love it. You know that law you cling to so wonderfully, so eloquently? I said, Ye are gods. Is it not written in your law? I said, Ye are lowercase g, gods. He's the lawgiver. The one speaking to them gave them the law. What's he speaking of? Our brother Asaph wrote in Psalm 82, speaking of the Lord to his people. He said, I have said, Ye are gods, lowercase g, and all of your children of the Most High. So I've made you that. Kings and priests is what we read in, in Revelation, isn't it? The Lord's made us that. He's made us joint heirs with Christ. He's baiting them is what he's doing. Didn't I say your lowercase g gods? Well, yeah, he said that. <laughs> I guess that'll be okay. I can wear that suit for a while, can't you? You can wear that hat. Ooh. Verse 35, if he, he just said I said, if he called them gods unto whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken, you were all in agreement up till now. Say ye of him, whom the Father hath sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemest, because I said I'm the Son of God. Just because I said I'm God's Son. He said you're His sons if you're His. They didn't enter into that. They just heard He was made one with the Father. Isn't that good news? We're made one with Christ. That's why I go sleep, get, go work in the morning. I'm made, and they got mad. They didn't bow. They bowed and picked up stones. They come back up real quick, didn't they? What a preacher. He's preaching right now to him. Short, short sermon, isn't it? What a preacher it is. Look here. You ever heard this? Verse 37. If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. I can stand up and say because my Lord did when he preached. If I'm telling you something and it ain't according to this word, don't listen to me. Go somewhere else. If you're, if you're sitting underneath someone or someone listening to this down the road, well, they, they say a lot of true things. If it's not according to this word, pack up and move. We'll get to that in a minute. Go where the truth is being preached. Did you pay somebody to lie to you? Did you get dressed up and wash your car and put the best clothes you had on to go to somebody that's going to tell you lies about what God wants to do? or trying to do, or whatever it is. That's foolish. That's not, or what you need to do. Nonsense. It's a lie. Don't listen to him. Christ said, If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But he, he said, But if I do, though you believe not me, believe the works, that ye may know and believe that the Father is in me, and I'm in him. You've seen people healed, and you all got mad about it. That man got up and walked, hadn't walked 38 years. You saw a blind man. You've known him your whole life. He ain't never seen nothing. You used to throw rocks at him when you was a kid because he couldn't see him coming. Just make sure he's blind. You know he's blind. Now he sees. He's looking you dead in the eye. He saw like that shirt. <laughs> I've never seen a shirt before. It's a nice one. You've seen these works. You know man 
can't do that. He's God. God came in human flesh. And they were so fighting mad, they wanted to kill him. Verse 39, Therefore they sought again to take him. But he escaped out of their hand. How could he always escape? Walk through the crowds and they couldn't catch him. And they throw stones at him. He's just throwing stones at air. He stones stones at shell. He wasn't there. How did that happen? He's God. <laughs> he's telling them over and over and over again. And he's standing right in front of them. I tell somebody that and I get so frustrated they don't believe me. I'm a fool. <laughs> God told them. <laughs> he didn't give me ears to hear. I tell people that I sleep clean through it. <laughs> he didn't give me ears to hear, did he? And went away, verse 40, again beyond Jordan into a place where John at first baptized. There's a lot happened there, wasn't there? And there he abode. He went back to where this began. And those people went with him. Those people went back to where John first baptized somebody. It's good to get back to the basics. God blessed mankind where John was baptizing folks. And that's where he went back to. It's good to go back to where the blessing is. Not in a superstitious way. People do that. Well, I wore a red shirt. People, oh, I don't ever done that. Watch sports. <laughs> How many people do you think didn't wash their underwear for a month whenever the Padres were playing in the playoffs? Yeah, that's a whole lot of stitious, isn't it? Superstitious. Overly religious is what the word means. I don't mean in an over-religious way. Well, no, it was a Tuesday whenever the Lord gave us a good message. We will preach again on it. No. Where the truth is, go there. That one that tells you what the Father says and ain't lying to you, go there. That's good advice, isn't it? Get back to the basics. Not going to church. But if God saved you, you go where you can hear the gospel preach. People say, well, I can't go where the gospel, gospel is. I got a job. Who gave you that job? I can't sell off everything I own because of my children. Who gave you them children? It's just, that's foreign. Those are foreign. Like, might as well be Japanese to somebody unless God gives you ear to hear, unless he shows his love in your heart. Get back to the basics. I had a good illustration for that. We was in... Some friends of mine were trained in close quarters battle in urban warfare, and uh, we did it for a living. Y'all's tax dollars paid for me to go do that uh, on a daily basis. And we come back from Iraq, we went to Germany, and, and was going to play paintball one weekend. And we went out to shoot them paintballs. And we got on this big old field, and they had these big blow-up things all around, and as a bunch of 13, 14-year-old boys put it to us. I mean, we lost bad, and we started scratching our heads. We said, why is this happening? Like, we've done this in real life. <laughs> Not with paintballs, with bullets. How are we losing? We're good at our jobs. We just out running around willy-nilly. What are we doing? We need to get back to the basics. Let's get down to fundamentals, like basketball. Get down to fundamentals. Baseball, get down to fundamentals. We went back to fundamentals, and then little 13, 14-year-old boys didn't have a good weekend. <laughs> we was running like heads with their chickens cut off, wasn't it? That's good to get back to the foundation. Paul wrote that, 1 Corinthians 3, For no other foundation can no man lay that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Get back to Him. Get back to Him. That's a good place to be. People get off on tangents, and I hope it's only wood, hay, and stubble. I pray it is. I pray it's just wood, hay, and stubble, those that we know. Oh, it's, it's sad. Why don't you get up and preach Christ for, for a while? And then every time, 
That's a good, good way. Verse 41. And many resorted. That means go to in the present tense. I mean, right then they went. And it also is in the imperfect tense. That means it's continual. It happened in the past. It keeps happening. And many went to, many resorted unto him. Many went to Christ. And they said, John did no miracle. But all things that John spake of this man were true. John, you didn't do a miracle. But everything he said about the Lord Jesus Christ was true. And many believed on him there. John didn't do a miracle, but everything he said of this man. Well, that place to eat, that's the best one in town. Maybe it isn't. John may not, he's a man like we was. But everything he said about this man, Lord Jesus Christ, was true. And many believed on him. My pastor, the Lord gave me two pastors in my life and, and, and interim one for about a year while I was in college. Uh, I'm thankful for those men, all three of them. They never lied to me. They sought my good, not my harm, consistently. It may not have been sweet and jolly. I know some folks is mad at their pastor right now because he ain't just the kindest thing on the face of the earth. Well, how would you like to have Jonah? <laughs> He'd pack him lunch, go up on the hill, say, I'm going to watch his city burn to the ground. He didn't lie. He told him the truth. That ain't good enough for some folks. They want hunky-dories and lollipops. I don't know what to tell them. Uh, pray for your pastor and sit down and hear what God gives him to say to you. They may not be pleasant, but they'll be profitable. I can promise you that. John didn't do any miracles. He was a wild man too, wasn't he? You imagine, if you bumped into that guy, you'd say, he's going to ask me for $5. I'm leaving. <laughs> Here he comes through the wilderness eating honeycombs and bees probably swarming all around him. When they said this, when they went back to where John baptized the Lord, and they said everything John told us was true. He didn't do any miracles. He's just a man. But everything he said, just like that woman at the well. Is that what she run back? Come see a man told me everything about me. And they came. They heard Jesus speak. We'll see the same pattern here. They heard Jesus speak. And they said, we believe what you said. Well, now we believe him. Now we believe him. The death of John had already occurred at this point. John was dead. His body was over. We read of the Lord feeding 5,000 and walking on the sea in John 6. We went through that. And if we read over Matthew 14, there was the death of John and then the Lord fed 5,000 and the Lord walked on the sea. So John's dead. Did he have a successful ministry? I love it. I'm very, very encouraged by this. Did John have a successful ministry? He went around to find out. That's a blessing of the Lord. Everybody in this town, you ever heard of John the Baptist? Yeah, I've heard of that guy. You know think about him? They may not know anything, but they've heard the name, haven't they? Did he have a successful ministry? Well, let me ask you, or some young man may listen to this one day if he's considering the office of a bishop. The Lord spoke to you, or he sent a man to you and said, you're going to have a ministry. It's going to last about three or four years. That's it. That's going to be the run of it. God's going to dry the brook up. He's going to kill you. <laughs> you get three or four years. You may baptize a whole bunch of people, but, but many of the people you baptize, you'll be the first one doing that. They're going to be apostates. They're just playing religion. 
There was 200 people that day. Maybe 98, 198 of them was just there because their buddies were. Mob mentality. You won't know who's his and who ain't. Your job is to baptize them and preach. You're going to be penniless. You're not going to have any clothes. You're going to live like a wild man serving the Lord. And then one day you're going to end up in prison. And all your friends, if you had any, they're going to say, well, he couldn't be God's prophet. He's in jail. He's a felon. He's committed a felony. And then you're going to give some simple instruction of what God says about something wrong. Don't you sleep with that woman. That ain't right. What you're doing is wrong. Isn't that good? That's good advice. It takes a loving heart and some boldness to tell somebody what you're doing is wrong. They cut his head off. Now you're going to make it three years maybe. You don't know the outcome. Lord's going to use that years down the road to save some folks. And then you're going to die a horrible death. You game? You up for that? He had a successful ministry, didn't he? Those people said he told us the truth. What did John say? What did he say that these people said was the truth? That's what was prophesied in Isaiah 40. Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem, and cry unto her, her warfare is accomplished. That her iniquity is pardoned, for she hath received of the Lord's hand double for all of her sins. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make ye straight in the desert a highway of our, for our God. Every valley shall be exalted. Those poor people, poor in the spirit, the Lord's gave that spirit to They're going to be exalted. They're going to be lifted up. He's going to bring us out of the dung heap. And every mountain hill and hill shall be made low. Those high and mighty. Oh, hoity-toity religious folks, you're going to get squashed. And the crooked shall be made straight and the rough places plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall sit together for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. The voice said, cry. And he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass. And the goodliness thereof is as the flower of the field. The grass withereth and the flower fadeth because the spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it. Surely the people of the grass. Mm. All the way down through verse 31. He goes on in Isaiah 40 of the greatness of our God. Man's nothing and God's holy. And he's wonderful. That's what you're going to tell them, John. Let's look. Back in John, John 1, verse 20. John chapter 1. Was John really that special? He was, wasn't he? I wrote that down wrong. Verse uh, 22. Those Pharisees come to him. Then said they unto him, Who art thou that we may give an answer to them that sent us? What sayest thou of thyself? Tell us what to tell them who you say you are. And he said, I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah. I'm that one. I'm just a voice. That's all I am. He didn't say, I'm the one that's related to Christ. We're cousins. That one you're so mad about, we're family. I don't just know him. I grew up with him. I'm his family. I'm his kin. He didn't say that. He didn't say, you know, I've had the Holy Ghost from the womb. Whenever his mother Elizabeth was pregnant with him, she hid it for five months, and Mary went to go check on her. What's wrong with you? (laughs) This birth promised of God to an old man. She went to go see her cousin Elizabeth, and whenever she walked in, 
he jumped in the womb. The babe leaped for joy in the womb. How is it possible if the Lord's had a remnant on this earth throughout the eons? Billions and billions of people on this earth and there's a handful. How how could it be a, a number that no man can number and as the sands of the sea, an unimaginable number of people in glory? People say, well, you, those babies that are being aborted, Lord can't say they ain't been preached to yet. They haven't had an experience. Uh, John jumped with joy in the womb when his Lord came near, just wiggling. <laughs> couldn't say nothing, couldn't do nothing. He just wiggled. He didn't say that. He didn't say, well, I have believing parents, both my parents. Oh, boy, that's blessed to God. They believed him. He didn't say he was the last of the Old Testament prophets. He didn't say he was the only one in human flesh born of Adam ever that saw the Spirit of God. He saw a spirit descending like a dove. Did he have room to boast? Did Paul have room to boast when he listed all his his born, circumcised the eighth day, tribe of Benjamin, all those things he listed? Did he have room to boast? Do I have room to boast? Do you have room to vote? I'm just a voice. He said, I'm just a voice. Nothing without the breath of God. Cry on elder in the wilderness. He's saying, I'm nothing without the Lord. This is a dry and desolate place and there's a whole lot of stuff that's going to kill you. Make straight the way of the Lord. He's preaching the gospel, isn't he? I'm nothing. The world is a wilderness. Look to the Lord. He's straight. Everything else is crooked. Get that on the front of your mind. It's so. That's why he said later on in John 3, He must increase, but I must decrease. Make his way straight. Make straight the way of the Lord can also mean hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Preaching. John's about to preach. He's not about to debate. He's not about to discuss. He's not about to hoodwink someone into hearing the gospel proclaimed. We need to learn this. This generation needs to learn this. We're going to have a movie night in the park. He did not say that. He didn't say we're going to have a coloring contest or we're going to have a pageant for pretty babies. He didn't say we're going to have a lock-in. That was real popular when I was a teenager. Oh, all the kids from school is going, we're going to have a lock-in. That's tactics. That's not what he said. John said make straight. Set up straight. Pay attention. Open your ears and open your eyes, as my dad used to say. Preaching is going to take place about who God is, about what mankind is, and the wonderful, wondrous works the Lord's done. Make straight the way of the Lord. Mm. That's not a rehearsed, pre-canned thing that people just say. Well, that's what we say when it... Hey, minute. <laughs> it's God's house. Pay attention. Hmm. <laughs> Verse 24, John 1, 24. And they which were sent were of the Pharisees. And they asked him and said unto him, Why baptizest thou then? <laughs> that suit him, did it? Why are you baptizing, folks? If thou be not the Christ and you're not Elijah and neither that prophet that's to come, why, why, are, you, why are you baptizing, folks? And John answered and said, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you. God in human flesh is in this generation whom ye know not. You don't know him. 
He preached the truth. He did what he was told. He said, I baptized with water. He baptized with water and in truth because of who that represents and what that represents. The person and the work of Christ. That's why he immersed in water. We observe the Lord's table with unleavened bread because Christ was without sin. He told us to. We observe the Lord's table with wine well off the lees. That means lees is dead yeast. It had yeast in it. There's alcohol in it because he said so. We do it in truth. This is just water is what he's saying, but it's a token that points to my Lord. And I'm going to do it. John said those religious folks, this one that it points to, you don't know him. Whom ye know not. Boy, what boldness that takes. Look men and women in the eye that's eternally bound and they think that they just, they got God painted in a corner and got the bull by the horns and everything's right because they've been doing it for their whole lives to say you don't know God. Whom ye know not. What is there to know about someone that's coming? He's holy. Sin of God and is God. Verse 27. He it is who coming after me is preferred before me. Whose shoe latchets I'm not worthy to unloose. Remember that was when we went through the washing of the feet. The lowest servant in the house, the brand new, the greenhorn, is the one that washed people's feet. Here's a strapping man that's looking these people dead in the eye, taking them head. Young, too. He's 30 years old. <laughs> I'm, I've been doing this longer than you've been alive, boy. <laughs> Young fella. Didn't despise his youth, did they? He squared up to him shoulder to shoulder and said, you listen to me, you don't know God, I'm here to tell you about him. He's holy. He's preferred before me. And remember that little servant you treat me like? I'm not even worthy to be the servant that takes his shoes off to wash his feet. Boy, this man's something. Why get baptized? Why observe the Lord's table? Why? Why would somebody do that? He is preferred. Those that do it prefer the Lord Jesus Christ. That doesn't just mean like, well, I'd, I'd like to have that. Uh, you have to have him. Nothing else will do. My ch- I like children. I prefer my children. <laughs> you get that? You like children. You prefer your children. We do, don't we? The Lord Almighty, God the Father, prefers his son. That's the only one he prefers. That's the only one he's loved. The only one's ever been accepted of him. And that's who I prefer. I obey him. Look up at verse 14, John 1, 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of Him. What was it John said? He just told about Christ. And cried, saying, This was He of whom I spake. He cometh after me, is preferred before me, for He was before me. This is the eternal holy God. John, that's just a man. Yeah, I know. And he's God. Cry to him. Cry to him. Who is this one that's preferred and why? Verse 29, John 1, 29. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. What did John say? What's that? That's a whole lot there in one verse. Boy, we spend ages on it. Naked sinner, you must be clothed just like Adam and Eve. 
They were naked, you're naked. You must be clothed to be in God's presence. And the only covering that'll do, the only covering that'll suffice is of an innocent lamb that's perfect. God's Son's the only lamb, the one that was slain before the foundation of the world. If you're not clothed in Him, it will not do. It will not do. He said, Behold the Lamb. There it is. That's that Lamb that's from that's what we read in Genesis, wasn't it? That Lamb that was slain all throughout those years and all those feasts and all those sacrifices. And that seems so easy for us to... You ever seen a lamb on TV? Go, go look up a picture. Of them. They're cute as all get out, ain't they? They're tiny and precious. Oh, they're just so fuzzy looking. They ain't never grow their hair all the way out. It's just so white and pristine. Now take that sweet little thing. Hold it. Oh, it don't hardly weigh nothing. Now get you a good sharp knife and cut its throat. Let the blood go all over. It's slippery. Slippery. Have a knife with some neurons on it. And then you turn it up and you gut it from stem to stern. And you disembowel that thing. And rip its skin from its meat. Tan the hide. And take that and you go rogue yourself. That's violent with a little tiny lamb, isn't it? God Almighty came down here and died for His people. Behold the Lamb of God. What's that Lamb of God going to do? Take away. He taketh away the sin of the world. First, who, who in this world are going to have their sin? And that's singular, isn't it? Who in this world are going to have their sin taken away? First, they must be sin. Well, you don't need the Lamb of God if you ain't, got, if you ain't sin. I've done some bad things. You don't need Him. I used, to, I used to be bad. You don't need Him. He taketh away sin. Sin. You must be sin. Second, God's provided lamb must do the taking. Well, give you, lay your sins on, give your heart to Jesus. He's got to do it. <laughs> he's the accepted sacrifice and He's the one that does the work. And it's of the world. That means everybody without, without any... No, it doesn't mean that. Worldwide, throughout time, this is consistent. It doesn't matter if you're male or female, if you're bond or free. If you're a Jew or a Gentile, those that came first, you come second. It don't make a difference. Don't matter who you are. He taketh. If they are made to know their sin, then the Lamb of God taketh, present tense. That means He took their sins away. He takes the sins away of this very moment, the sin you're committing right now that will send every one of us to hell in your mind and heart right now. He takes that and any sins you're going to commit. He takes those sins and He bore them in His body on the tree. Every sin we're going to commit in this body of death until he, he makes us like His Son. He bore them in His body on the tree. He has, He is, and He shall save their people from their sin. Past, present, and future. How could somebody get mad at that? I have people, from, if they could take up stones, they'd have stoned me over. They'd mad. Woo, as a wet hen. How could they be mad? I'll tell you how they could be mad. You know how it makes somebody mad? It gives Christ, the Lamb slain, all the preeminence and glory. That's how they got mad. Now that's hard. It's so. It's so. My heart burns for the person and the work of my Lord. It burns for His work and His person. Turn over to Matthew 3 and I'll hurry. Matthew 3. And you can leave a marker here in Matthew 3. 
We'll come back to it. Matthew 3, verse 1. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye. (laughs) Turn. Lay down your shotguns. Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent today, right now. For this is he that is spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair and leathern girdle about his loins, and his meat, his food, was locust and wild honey, eating bugs. <laughs> then went out to him to <clears throat> then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region around about Jordan, and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. I'm a sinner. I need to die with Christ or I, I'll die forever. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Has anyone ever told you this before? Bring forth, therefore, fruits meet for repentance. And think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which bringeth not good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. (laughs) Whose fan is in his hand. That means he, he makes the fire grow as he sees fit. And he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the gardener. And he will burn up the chafe with unquenchable fire. Whenever those that are baptized with fire are not burnt by unquenchable fire. What is that? What is that baptism of the Holy Ghost? Well, I grew up too. There's a lot of talking about that. Like, well, I was baptized by the Well, you weren't baptized in the Holy Ghost. Mm. Let me tell you what that means. That baptism by fire. It also means you had a real rough time. That's slang in our day, isn't it? That's not what the Lord meant by it. Those that He baptizes with fire. David wrote this. Psalm of David. Psalm 39 verse 3. My heart was hot within me. Oh, my heart was burning. While I was musing, the fire burned. My heart was hot within me. That's the same thing Jeremiah said, wasn't it? He said, Lord, you've deceived me. I got preaching. Everybody's going to kill me. Nobody comes and listens to me to... Worship God, they come to pick me apart and say, I said something wrong. I ain't saying your words no more. Mm. So I will not make mention of him nor speak any more of his, wor- his name, but his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing and I couldn't stay quiet. I'm going to go down to a false church and I'm going to listen to him preach and I ain't going to say a word. I'm just going to listen. <laughs> I'm going to say something. I can't. Lying about my God. I'm going to be mad about that. And then say something. I quit. I ain't preaching no more. And I read something. I say, I got to tell somebody about that. You ever seen this before? Oh, it's precious. He's precious. There's a fire burning in you. You know what happened? On that road to Emmaus, we don't have time to turn there, but you can look it up in Luke 24. They walked with the Lord. And he began at Moses and the prophets and he expounded them all the scriptures concerning himself. Christ was preached. Christ preached Christ. 
his person and his work, everything he's done. And they got close to that village and he acted like he's going to keep on going. They restrained, constrained him. Please stay with us. We will do anything it takes to have you with us. And he went into Terry with them. And it came to pass those eating. And he took bread and blessed it. And he broke and gave it to them. And right then, oh, their eyes were open. That's him. The one that broke. He gave his body to be broken for us. That's him. Their eyes were open. They knew him. And he vanished out of their sight. And one said to the other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us by the way? People talk about these religious experiences seem so fancy and, and ornate and, and dandy. Uh, you ever heard Christ preach and just said, Hey, man, I, I'm going to keep going. Fred come up here and preach. As Yes. <laughs> Tell me something simple and plain. Tell me that old, old story one more time. Go read John 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Yes. Tell me again. Does that get old to you? You get tired of reading that? I don't. <laughs> Those that have a fire lit in them don't. The Lord does that. Those that He does this too, they see He's the one that's worthy. There in Matthew 3 verse 13. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to baptize of thee. You've got to baptize me, and you coming to me? And Jesus answered and said to him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. Then he suffered him. John, is out. there's going to be a thief on a cross. He's going to have to be baptized, confess Christ and believe in baptism, and you're going to do it right now because <laughs> I made one with him. And I'm going to live his life that he could not live. I'm going to die for him. And Jesus was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens opened. He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. Mm. We read over in John 4 that Christ had the Spirit by measure. And the Father loved the Son, gave him all things in hand. Or I'm sorry, he had the Spirit without measure. There was no measure to the Spirit that he had. The Spirit that descended on him. We have it in measure. Believers do. Those that have that fire burning in them that's been baptized by fire. We have the Spirit of God in us. The fruits in measure. There's some long-suffering. There's some kindness. There's some meekness. We have those things. But only because He has them without measure. Has anybody ever been as long-suffering as, as Christ has been to His people? I can't say it about other people. I can say it about me. <laughs> that's, that's without measure. Is there any love? Do I get 20%? No. I get 90%? No, that's without measure. It's without measure. We don't look to our fruit, our measure, if we have the Holy Spirit abiding in us. We look to Christ, who's one with Him. That's what that Holy Spirit is, to the baptism of by fire and the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It speaks of him. We read that in John 16. That spirit come, come. He won't speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. He shall glorify me. <laughs> That's a fire burning in you. Back in John. John 10. John the Baptist also said, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. 
those that have a burning desire for them, that their mouths pant like those deer that are dying of thirst. John 10, verse 40, And they went away beyond Jordan, and to the place where John first baptized, there he abode. And many resorted to him. They came to him and said, John did no miracle. But all things that John spake of this man were true. Your hand. And many believed on him there. John broadcast seed every day from daylight till dark. God's coming. He's holy. Man ain't. Bow to him. If you're going to be accepted of the Father, it's going to be because he died for you. He's the Lamb. Believe on him. Believe on him. Then John got his head chopped off. A year or so later, these people said everything that man said to us was true. And they believed God. Why'd they do that? Because the Lord just preached to them. They heard him. John could have talked to his blue in the face. It wouldn't have done him no good. <laughs> Unless the Lord's pleased to speak through him. The foolishness of preaching. He could people went and read all the books they wanted in the world unless God's pleased to give them eyes to see Christ in the scriptures, it ain't gonna do no good. And they believe. You think if they saw John, they could hug him? Thank you for looking out for me. I know God made you, but I'm gonna hug you anyway. Thank you. Oh. They said, just as John the Baptist said back in John 1, he said, of his fullness. We have received and grace for grace. Lord's been gracious. They saw his providence in this. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. I'm here to tell about him. He'll come after if he sees fit and water and make it effectual and give life. My job's to tell of him. I pray waters. I pray he gives life, makes it to grow. Amen. All right, brethren. Let's turn to hymn number 126. We'll close in song. Rock of Ages.